Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. We're going to be sharing a series during January entitled, When You Pray. We're going to learn so many powerful things about prayer. I know everybody says, hey, we know we're supposed to pray. We know about prayer. What we're going to learn this month is going to revolutionize your prayer life. And that's going to be so important when you pray. So it's going to be a great study. Uh, we're going to kick this off tomorrow. You saw the information. We'll go through that again. How we all can track along. There's a 21-day devotion that's available to you. Everybody can have it. It's, it's a free download app. How many of you have version on your, on your smartphone? You got version? All right. That's a free app. Whether you have a smart, any kind of smartphone, uh, we'll, we want you to go there and access that. I'll, I'll kind of walk you through again. But it's something we can do together starting tomorrow on these next 21 days. We're going to all be having the same devotion, the same uh, scripture. It's really, it's really going to help us walk through that together. And uh, we're excited about that. But primarily, we, we want to give you some tools to walk through this 21-day Daniel fast. So I want to take us through this. And uh, I believe it's going to really launch some things in your life. What we're going to study... And what we're going to do in this 21-day Daniel fast. First of all, let's do this together. Someone say together. If you're re- How many are really ready to turn the page? You said, Pastor, we studied that. We're li- yeah, I want to turn it. What we're going to learn is how that's really going to happen. If, there's, if I could say this, I've tried to think of, uh, to grab your attention and be sincere with this. If there's one single change, if I could, if I could share with you today and encourage you to make one single change or action, that will cause the greatest movement in your life, it's going to affect your prayer life. It's your prayer life. If I could point you at one thing, if I could encourage you to make one shift, if I could uh, help you create momentum in one area in your prayer life, it will affect every other goal you're trying to reach this year. It will impact everything else. It, it will be leverage to move you uh, to the next place in your spiritual journey. I know when we talk about prayer, it's such a common word, it's such a common theme because the Bible looks at prayer as a basic fundamental of your, of your spiritual journey. And yet sometimes, you ever heard that old saying, familiarity breeds contempt? Or in other words, we hear something so often it loses its effect on us. We, we, we hear it, we know it, and then some people say, well, you know, I don't know how to pray, I haven't been able to pray, it becomes something that they, they just kind of back away from. So what we're going to do, we're, we're going to look at how we can give you some tools, how I can inspire you, how I can give you some insight, uh, some wisdom, uh, so, so that we make a shift. 21-day Daniel fast. Every year we do some kind of fast, prayer and fast. This year, I really sense, let's go back and let's, let's uh, do the 21-day Daniel fast. Uh, people tell us, uh, psychiatrists, sociologists, uh, psychologists, that if you do something for 21 days in a row, you'll establish a new habit in your life, all right? So we're, we're not talking about resolutions today. We're talking about determination today, that we're going we're gonna to walk together through something. It's going to be so powerful, and what it does that, that it, it's going to create a new habit. So maybe you say, Pastor, I don't even know how to pray. Good, you're in the right place. Or maybe you're going to say, I've been praying for a long time. Great, we're going to help you move your prayer level to the next, your prayer life to the next level. So we're going to work on that. Let's go back. Remember when I was teaching on the master plan in this last quarter of last year? Let's just look at one verse. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I, I saved part of that for today to start this year. Remember as the church began, there were four fundamental core values of the church that caused them to reach the world. 
Let's look at these. Acts 2, verse 42. This is how the church began. We read, they devoted themselves. So this was priority. This was intentional. There were four things. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the word of God, to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. Next month, we're going to look at that, how we create community, fellowship, breaking bread together. Whole new upgrade on that. But what's this fourth level? They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and they were devoted to prayer, devoted to prayer. You know, when Jesus taught the Sermon on the Mount, uh, there were three times in succession he said, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. Prayer, and, 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 and we'll look in this month, we'll look at the prayer life of Jesus. We'll look at why did the disciples come to him and say, Lord, we want to pray like you pray. What caused them to request that? How did he pray? When did he pray? What did prayer do in his life? We're going to look at that. But, but we see this constant theme. It's where we get our title for this month's study, when you pray. That's what Jesus said three times. I'm going to tell you, when you pray, amazing things begin to happen. Amazing things happen. You know, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Isn't that amazing? That we have this incredible opportunity and so we're going to be encouraged to start some new things and, and move together. I, I can't wait to see what's going to come as a result of this. So we're calling this a Daniel fast. Why? Well, let's go to the book of Daniel. Go to Daniel chapter 1 with me, and let's do a little study here. How many of you are looking up Daniel? You say amen. All right, let's get it on our device. Let's get it on in our, in our Bibles. And I want us to look at Daniel. We're going to walk through a couple of things because I want, to, want you to catch the impact of a Daniel fast. What does that mean? What, what are we talking about? Why, why 21 days? And what kind of fast are we having? Let's look at this together. I believe it's going to bring great encouragement. Let me ask you this question. Let's, let's connect this. How many of us today sitting in this room, I have some things. How many of you would say, Pastor, there's some areas in my life, some goals, some resolutions, whatever you might call it, that I'm looking forward to do, to implementing in this new year. Anybody? I have some goals. Anybody have some goals? Some resolutions, some things you want to do? Well, I do too, and I think that's important, and I think that's valuable. But how do we reach those? How do we reach those? You know, uh, they, one of the things that's common in the health industry, uh, all the gyms and the spas and workout areas, they will take as many new people to sign up in January as possible. They will overbook themselves. You know why? Because nobody will be there in February. So, so if, if everybody who bought a membership in January showed up in February, there's not enough equipment for everybody to work out. They're, they're, they're just not going to work. But they're not worried about that because everybody says in January, I'm going to lose weight and get in shape. And everybody by February is eating chocolate candy and sending hearts out. So you, you understand. So, so what happens? What is that? We have good intentions. We, we have things we want to do. I think there's something instinctive to you and I as a Christian. Not just to make resolutions and health is an important part of things, but to do more for God, to know more about Him, to grow in our spiritual journey. But what's the key to that? I'm going to say if we can focus on one thing, it's your prayer life. It's your ability to expand your prayer life. That is the key in reaching all these other areas in your life. So instead of trying to do 100 things, let's look at one thing as we get this year started. Uh, a Daniel fast. Why do we select Daniel? Well, we, we, we have some good terminology here, but, but let's think about it. I want you to relate to Daniel. I want you to connect as we start. Daniel was one of the most remarkable men in Scripture. Daniel was one of the most remarkable men in human history. Okay, uh, Daniel was a man who was not a priest. 
So he's not a clergyman, he's not a pastor, he wasn't a priest, he was a businessman. He was a guy that went to work every day. He had a very important job, he was an advisor to kings. The amazing thing about Daniel in that day and time, if you study history, every time one king took over from another, when there was a regime change, it was usually very bloody. The way that one king usually rose to the throne is that he killed the preceding king. And oftentimes when that happened, everybody that had served him were either killed or exiled. Exile was, was the best you could hope for. Usually execution followed. So here's a man named Daniel. When we first begin to read about him in Daniel 1, he's maybe 20, 21 years old. Uh, in, our, in our terminology, he was a millennial, okay? So here's this young millennial. And how did he get to Babylon? Well, Israel had been defeated for the first time, the, the, the city of Jerusalem. And they're taken as exiles into a foreign country. So here's a young man early in his life. He is taken captive. He's thrust into a foreign country. We're about to read some of this. And he survives four different kings. When we begin reading about him in the first chapter of Daniel, he's in his early 20s. By we get to the end of the 12th chapter, he's in his late 80s. He survived four different kingdoms. This man was so talented, so gifted, so anointed, had such character and wisdom that every succeeding king said, I don't want anybody from the other kingdom but that man. I want that man. I want that man. I want that man. It happened four times. He was challenged along the way, but the key in his life, what enabled him to do what no one else was done in that day? There's no record in human history of any one individual doing what Daniel did, Bible or any other history. He was a remarkable man. He continued to grow. He kept his faith. His influence was amazing. I love that about him. Christians should be influential people. Somebody say amen to that. We don't just hide out in our church and nobody knows who we are. He was a man of influence. He was a man of integrity and character. He was opposed at times, severely. He was challenged at times. But the one central key that I see in his life is his prayer life. The one thing that distinguished him above everything else was his prayer life. So why don't you and I glean some things from him and implement that in our life and use this Daniel fast to launch us into the best year we've ever had. I challenged this on New Year's Eve. Some of you weren't able to be here. We had a great New Year's Eve service. It was an awesome time. And you know what I believe God wants you to do in turning the page? Let's stop just turning the page from bad to good. Let's turn some pages and go from good to great. Can somebody say amen to that, all right? How many want to take the next step in your future, in your destiny, in your purpose? Come on, let's stop just being on this thing of, you know, fail and fail and repent, fail and repent, fail and repent. Let's go from good to great. How many want to take that journey? This is how you do it, all right? So, so let's, let's look at Daniel here. I, I want to watch my time. I've got a little time. Let's, let's read about him. I want to make sure we get this. Let's start in Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 1, excuse me, verse 3. And, and I want us to, um, to read about his life. Let, let's look at him. Now, again, as I told you, Jerusalem had been overtaken uh, by Nebuchadnezzar. And he, he destroyed the city. He destroyed the temple. He, he looted the gold that was in the temple of God, brought it back to his place. And, and these exiles were taken back. Verse 3. Then the king ordered Ahashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Now, these were the guys that hadn't been challenged like this life. So Daniel, according to what we're reading here, was from a royal family, 
right? Now think of how he had grown up, this young man, what he was accustomed to, all right? Now let's look at verse 4. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. Now, I want you to understand, these guys were the upper echelon. Daniel was the top of his class. He was from a royal family. He was handsome. He was strong. He was intelligent. And they selected these young men because they were the prime candidates to serve this new king. So he was used to everything going well. Let's keep reading, all right? Uh, He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years. And after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among these were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. Now, what's going on with that? Here were these young men who who had grown up in the best schools and and, and the wealthiest families. They, They were trained for success. And all of a sudden, they're ripped out of everything they know, taken captives to a foreign, heathen, a demon-worshipping place, and they were selected to serve this new king. Here's the problem. They were to be indoctrinated. They had to learn the new language. They had to learn their literature. They changed their name. Do you know the devil always wants to hijack your future and steal your identity and take the gifts God has given you and use them to serve something other than God? How many understand that? Do you know why you may be a target? Because God has blessed you. Do you know today you belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I want you to look at somebody next to you and say, you're from a royal family. Tell them that right now. You're from a royal family. I don't know what anybody else said about you, but you're the best of the best. God has plans for you. And you know why? The devil wants to rip that plan out of your life. I tell you all the time, you know all these guys that, that, that are, uh, you know, writing these, these nasty raps and singing these crazy songs and making this ungodly music. They're just kidnapped worship leaders. You understand what I'm saying? They're hijacked royalty. You know all these people, they, they just don't know who they are. They were, they were Daniel, Azariah, Hananiah, Mishael, and the devil grabbed them and said, I want to take your gift and use it over here. But we declare in the name of Jesus that we're going to take the gifts back that the devil has stolen and release God's people to do their best. The devil always wants your identity. You're a threat to him because God has a plan for you. So we see them being challenged immediately. So, but watch this. I love this. This is a young man who could have been sad and discouraged and depressed and looked at all the dry bones that were dead and what he had lost. But watch this. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself. Someone say, I'm resolved. I'm resolved. Say it again. I'm resolved. Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my Lord the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should, you, why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days. 
Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Daniel fast. That's where we get the Daniel fast. So, Pastor, what's a Daniel fast? Well, I kind of say like this. No meats, sweets, or dairy. How many can live without that for 21 days? Say, I can in Jesus' name. Come on. Your body will thank you. Your taste buds will complain. All right. So this is where we begin to get this Daniel fast. Let's keep reading. She said, just give us nothing but vegetables to eat, water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to do this and he tested them for 10 days. Why did Daniel refuse to eat from the king's table? In that culture, everything that's set on the king's table, the meat, the wine, everything, had been first sacrificed to demon idols. It had been consecrated to Satan. And so it was taken there first and then brought to the king's table. And Daniel said, I can't eat that. My conscience won't allow me. I can't drink that. My faith in God won't permit me. And the man said, well, you're, you're going to look terrible if you don't eat. He said, let me prove my God. Huh? Give me an opportunity to show my God. Let me set these other things aside because of my faith in God. You know what a fast is? A fast when it says, I could eat this, but I choose not to because I'm seeking the face of God. I'm taking a step. Do you know that when you fast, it becomes a witness to the people around you? Huh? Do you understand that? When you begin to fast, you don't make a big deal about it, but I'm going to tell you, it begins to create an impact. Let's keep reading. Verse 15. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. Come on. Fasting is supernatural food. See? God is there with you. Come on. How many are with me right now? Good. Thank you for those two amens and one holy grunt. How many are with me on this? You're reading this. We're good? All right. So let's watch it. So the guard took away the choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Now watch what happens when you go into a fast led of the Holy Spirit. Watch what happens when you say, God, I'm making a statement. I'm going to concentrate on prayer and fasting. I'm going to begin this year in my high priorities, seeking the face of God, upping my prayer life. Look at this, verse 15. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nursed than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and gave uh, and wine, and they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge. Watch this. To what, what would you like for you? And your, look at this. God gave these four men knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel understood visions and dreams of all kinds. Revelation came to him. He grew in his spiritual journey. Verse 18, at the end of the time set by the king to bring them in, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them. Watch, are you ready? And he found none equal. Come on, did somebody see what we're reading here? None equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them. He found them. Are you ready? Ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. I believe that it's time for the people of God to rise up in the wisdom and the anointing and the blessing of God and for you and I to be recognized because of our faith. There's no one better in the marketplace than you. 
Come on, everybody hear what I'm saying? No one's smarter than you. No one has more answers than you have. No one has more integrity and character. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's a lifestyle. And we begin to understand that as we pray and fast, God opens areas to us that were not open to us before. God blesses our health. He blesses our wisdom. He blesses our work. He blesses our home. He blesses our family. And so we're starting tomorrow a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. We're, we're, we're coming off this thing for Daniel. Now, you say, well, Pastor, I see 10 days. What about the 21? Well, I'm, I'm not through yet, all right? So let, let, let's keep looking at, at Daniel's journey. What an amazing beginning. Now, you've got to understand, this is a young man, maybe 20 years old, uh, in a radical shift in his life. He's not where he wants to be. Things aren't perfect. Listen to what I'm saying. Sometimes at your roughest moment is when you need to make your first commitment to pray and fast. See, everything wasn't ideal and perfect. Everything wasn't easy for him. He was in, in, in culture shock. I'm thankful that in the middle of culture and political chaos, the Word of God and godly men and women can still walk their faith out. How many are thankful for that in this generation? All right. So, so we see what happens. Uh, we go for, there's so much to see. We'll come back and look at it a, a little later. But let's go to chapter 6. Chapter 6, I want you to see this uh, in verse 1. By now, Daniel is on his third king, all right? He's on the third king now. He survived two regime changes, now the third one. And I want you to see what happens here. Daniel 6, 1. How many want to go from good to great? You want to turn the page on mediocrity, go from good to great, have an anointed year. How many want a great marriage? Just say amen. 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 Instead of trying to talk your spouse into changing, why don't you pray and fast? Come on, how about it? Let's try. Uh, hey, hey, you know, if you, if you want, you know what I found out? If I want better neighbors, I need to be a better neighbor. Uh, if I want better coworkers, I need to become a better coworker. If I want my life to change, I need to change. And so, as we begin to focus in on this twenty-one days of prayer and fasting, this Daniel fast, we begin to see things shift around us. Now, there are going to be people that may not always celebrate God's favor on your life. Okay, but you, let's watch this. So he's in his third king. Uh, chapter 6, verse 1. It pleased Darius uh, to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, and one of them was Daniel. This is amazing to me. This is the third new king, and Daniel's still being selected. Isn't that what God said he would do in chapter 1 above everyone else? The satraps were made accountable to them, to these three, so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel, are you ready? See this verse 3? So distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. My goodness, right? At this, the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel. They were jealous. They didn't want this to happen. So they they tried to find charges in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. What a a testimony. Now watch this. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. Come on, somebody say amen. What a man of God. How many believe, let's, let's believe for political leaders like Daniel. Come on, in the name of Jesus. All right, maybe you need to become one of them. Let me say it on this side. Maybe you need to become one of those 
leaders like Daniel. All right. So he said, you, this guy's clean. He, he has character and integrity. The only way we're going to do something is, 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 is study the way he serves God. So they went to the king and said, king, you're such a great king, an awesome king. You better watch when people flatter you. They said, let's, let's make a law that no one can pray to anybody but you for the next 30 days. And kings being as they are and ego being as it is, he said, that's a great idea. So nobody can pray except to me. Well, they knew they had Daniel because Daniel was going to honor God before men. So, so watch what happens when the news comes to Daniel after this challenge to his faith. Let's go to verse number 10. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, what do you think he did? Nobody can pray for 30 days except to the king. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened. He didn't crawl in the closet, go in the basement. Daniel went to the house, opened the windows. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. What a man of God. How did he survive? How did he do this? It was his life. He prayed. He sought God. He trusted God. His amazing anointing was on this man's life. You know, this was the result. That's what had him thrown into the lines then. And as you know, that turned out very well from him. Let's go to chapter 10. Let's go to chapter 10, all right? Uh, verses 1 and 2. I'm laying foundation, and then we're going we're gonna to make some application to your life today. Stay with me just a little bit here. Got to lay some foundation on this first Sunday as we go through this month. Daniel chapter 10. I'm just giving you some highlights. He's on his fourth king now, by the way. This is number four, all right? In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel who was called Belteshazzar. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. Uh, this, this now God's showing. The book of Daniel is a companion book with the book of Revelation. God was showing him the end times that have not yet happened in our life. It was an amazing revelation, all right? The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. Now look at verse 2. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned or prayed or sought God for how long? Three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. He did take a shower. All right, so take a shower, please. But, but special things he didn't do. Now watch this. Three weeks, 21 days, Daniel did this fast again. There was something about the life of Daniel. Every time it was critical, every time he needed revelation, every time that he needed to step up, every time he was challenged, any time a new king came, you'll see these follow the regime changes. What did Daniel do? His faith was always in God. He was always seeking God. He was consistent in his prayer life. He, there was this fast that Daniel learned early in his life. I'm going to set aside meat, sweets, and poultry, and I'm going to seek the face of God. I'm going to eat fruits and vegetables and nuts and whole grains, and, I, and I'm going to seek God. I'm going to focus on God. I'm going to seek God. So I want you to see what happens. Daniel was learning so many things. Now we come down to verse number 12. So Daniel's been praying for three weeks. God, I need to know what to do with this information. What should I do? What's going on? Verse 12 in this same chapter 10, uh, there was God sent an angel to him. And this is the encounter. He continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since, are, are you ready? Are you reading verse 12 with me? Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Come on, somebody say amen. 
from day one, God heard everything he asked from day one. I want you to understand that tomorrow when we step into this 21-day fast, I want you to be specific. And I want you to be ready. Are you with me? God is going to hear every word you pray. What you pray as you begin a fast has, has an anointed access to the attention of heaven. I want to live a life that has the attention of heaven. Anybody else want heaven? I want heaven's eyes on me. I want heaven's ears open to me. So if you want to do something that grabs the attention of heaven, on the first day, he said, God heard your prayer. From the very beginning. And so our question is, when, well, why am I waiting 21 days to get the answer? I'm glad you asked that. So let's listen. So he said, on the first day, the first day, your words were heard. Listen to this. This is an angel. And I have come in response to them. God sent me the first day to come in response to your prayer. You're right? All right? Now, look at verse 13. But the prince of the Persian empire, who, who was that? The prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days then michael one of the chief princes michael is whom an archangel then michael one of the chief princes came to help me because i was detained there with the king of persia now that michael has come that we've overcome this entity i have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come Do you understand what we just read? Daniel is praying. And he's saying, God, I need an answer to this prayer. The first day he prayed, God dispatched an angel to come assist him and give him understanding. As the angel came with the answer, the demonic prince over the nation of Persia, who was now the nation he was under, began to battle this angel that brought the answer. Listen, guys, this, this is scripture. This isn't comic books. It's not, it's not Marvel comics. It's not the Star, Star Wars. This is the reality of spiritual warfare. As we read scripture, there are demonic spirits that have rank. They are assigned to geographical areas. And so he's praying. God sends an angel. The angel is coming with an answer. The chief demon ruler over the nation of Persia rises up to stop this angel bringing the answer to Daniel while he's praying and fasting. As they are engaging in spiritual warfare, God sends the mighty archangel Michael to them. And as he arrives, they defeat the demon that stands against this plan and the answer comes to Daniel. I want to tell you something. As you begin to pray and fast, we may not see what's going on around us, but I'm telling you, there begins to be war in the heavenly and the good news is we win. We win. We win. We win. You might be asking yourself, well, why have I not had this breakthrough? Why has this prayer not been answered? Why can't I make progress? Why am I not able to turn the page? Maybe we need to remember Ephesians 6 says we're not wrestling with flesh and blood that prodigal son or daughter that is not wanting to listen to you that's not the battle the battle is the spirit over them that's trying to stop them from coming back to God those things that your business can't break through your marriage can't step over these things that we can't seem to come as we pray and fast see as we step into this place and say God I'm humbling myself I'm beginning to walk something out here God then then spiritual warfare begins to go. Angels begin to be sent to us. I know some of you think I fell off the Looney Tune train today. 
that's all right. I, I, I don't mind it because I'm going to at least challenge your thinking according to this word for you to see breakthrough in your life. You say, well, I've never seen an angel. That's all right. You don't need to see the angel. God has sent the angel to fight on your behalf. Have mercy. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful. That God is moving, that, that, that angels are coming, that, that, that what I can't do, God can do. What I can't see, God does see. As I'm praying and fasting, see, I've learned this. If I do what I can, God will do what I cannot. Huh? If I do what I can, God's going to do the things I can't do. If I focus here, God's focused on this big plan. What if a whole church prays and fasts for 21 days? What if we really get this thing? I mean, really get it, really get it. You know, what could happen in this church? What could happen in North Alabama? What could happen? So what if, what if the demonic principalities that keep revival away from a region are so engaged by the prayer and fasting of God's people that God's mighty angels push them off and we see breakthrough in this thing? I'm going to tell you, that's the potential of a Daniel fast, of praying and fasting. Just, just so you make sure, you say, well, Pastor, come on, that's just one scenario. How do we know, really, that these territorial demons are there and break through? Well, I, I'm glad you asked that question, too, because let, let's go to verse 20. I want you to see this as they begin to wrap this up. Look at verse 20. So he said, uh, do you know why I've come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. These aren't earthly beings. So we, we saw Michael called princes. Their terminology here is referring to mighty demons and angels warring for the purposes of God. And he said, so I've given you the answer. And watch this. He said, and, and soon I'll return to fight against this prince of Persia. I'm battling for you, Daniel. We're, we're battling in the heavenlies. Watch this. And when I go, the prince of Greece will come. Do you know what kingdom defeated the kingdom of Persia? Greece. So he says, what happens once this one is put down, the next one's coming. The next one's coming. He said, I already know who's coming. It's Greece. Alexander the Greek's coming. He hadn't been born yet. But he says, I know who's coming. And I know the entities in spiritual warfare that are going to fight. But he said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. He said, I'm going to represent you here. And when that one comes, I'm going to be ready to go with that. So what are we beginning to do? So what are we, what are we seeing here? We're, we're seeing that prayer and fasting... Uh, allows the hand of God to move in a supernatural way in our life, to fight battles we can't even see, to, to stop things we don't even know about. So you and I, when we, when we go to heaven, how many are going to go to heaven? I, I am. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to heaven. And when we get there, we're going to see things we didn't even know happen, how God protected us, battles that were fought. I mean, you, you know, I'm going to go back again. If, if you like the Marvel comics, you know, if you like superheroes, if you like Star Wars, baby, when you get to heaven, the stuff you're going to see that God did that you weren't even aware of, the things that raged around you that God did to keep you safe and your family to answer your prayers, to bring revival, we will be amazed at what God has done. So, so what happens here? What, so what are we going to do? Let's do this. Let's do this. It, it's very simple. I want to make it simple. Uh, we, you, you can get more information. I want you to. Uh, I, I want you to do this so we can do this together. Power of unity, and and so there is a free app called YouVersion. All right. If, if if you don't have it, don't don't do it now, please, please, not right now. Okay, just write a note. YouVersion. When you go to it this afternoon, say this afternoon. Come on, not now. This afternoon. I want you to download it. Get the app. 
And then uh, you go to the home page. It's like, you know, all your other apps. And it's going to say, my plans. You version, my plans. You type in awakening, 21-day fast. Take you right to it. And tomorrow morning, boom, hit it. Let's start together. It's that simple. You version, go to the home page. It says, my plans. Tap there. And Brody took you through that. Oh, well, saw that. See, there it is. And you can do it privately. You know, everybody else see what you're doing. Or your friends can do it with you. It's all those things. It's easy. Oh, that's right there. See? I'm just giving you the, the George Sawyer condensed version of all that that's right there. So let's do this together, right? Let's do this 21-day thing together. All right, here's the next thing I want to help you with this. How many times did Daniel pray? Three times a day. All right, let's do some more things together because I believe in the power of what this is going to happen. My goal for you is to develop a prayer habit in your life. 21 days, you come out of this with a prayer habit in your life. So let's look at this. Let, let, let's look at this. He prayed three times a day. Let's do something anybody can do, but it's going to keep your focus as you go through the day. So let's, let 6 a.m., 12 noon, 6 p.m. Let's, let's hit those three targets, 6, 12, 6, 6, 12, 6. Five minutes. Just pray five minutes right there. 6, 12, 6. All right? Somebody put your hand up. Put your hand up. Everybody put your hand up. Tell the person next to you, give me five. Do it again. Do it again. Say it again. Come say, give me five. Okay. So I want you to give God five minutes three times a day. Can you do it? Give me five. Give me five. All right. Six, twelve, six. Let me hear you. When are we going to do it? That's easy, isn't it? Six, twelve, six. All of you have been up at six, right? You've been up already praying two hours by then anyway, right? So you're just going to put this little five on at the end. Six, twelve, six. Come on, say it. When are we going to pray? Six, twelve, six. Five minutes. You can pray longer, of course. I've never lost anybody praying too long. It's never seen anybody hurt. But give me five. Five minutes. So give me five. Do it again. Give me five. Remember, come on, give me five. Six, twelve, six. Six, twelve, six. Give me five. We got the devotion going. We got the three times a day going. We got the Daniel fast going. Come on, come on. I, I tell you, right now, hell is nervous. Right now, hell is nervous. Come on. Come on, right now. Hell is nervous right now. Right now, you, you, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what his, her, him, shim, whatever their name is, uh, uh, demon spirits over North Alabama, but they're, 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 uh, they're going to have a staff meeting this afternoon. <laughs> and they're going to say, oh, boy, oh, boy. So we're going to pray God's going to cover us, protect us. I'm, I'm not worried. See, see, see I, don't have to, I don't have to do God's part. All I do is my part. God has the responsibility in this. So we're gonna, we got this 21-day fast. We're going to be praying. Uh, all together, we're, we're looking at the devotion together, going to the version app, we're going to go to the homepage, we're going to download my plan, and then 21 day, awakening, 21 days, so we're reading together, we're praying together, we're studying together, we're 6, 12, 6 together, and, uh, and we're moving, this, this, this thing is, is powerful, here's what Daniel understood, listen, I want to I sum it here, here's what Daniel understood, he understood protocol and authority, because of the kings he had served under, get those words, protocol and authority, he understood that. See, you understood how powerful it was. Watch this. This is the one thing I'm going to leave you as we go, and I'll pick it up again next week. And, and, and by the way, on Wednesdays during this time, what do you call Wednesday? What do they call Wednesday in just culture? It's called what? Hump day. Why? Got to get over the hump. How we through the week? So, so during, during our Daniel fast, we're going to call it it's prayer pump day. Pump day. Okay. So not hump day, pump day. So on Wednesday nights, I'm going to give you a prayer pump. Come on, say pump me up. Come on, pump it up. So Wednesday nights, I'm going to give you a prayer pump. It's pump day. Pump day. Wednesday's pump day. Okay. So during, during this month on Wednesday, we're going to pump day, prayer pump. All right. It's going to be good. So, so we're doing this together. God's moving. Daniel understood some things. I want you to get this. What did he learn? He learned protocol and authority. 
He understood spiritual warfare. He wasn't aware of those things until he began to see it. He understood decrees. Watch this. This is the, this is the importance of authority. Those men in chapter 6 convinced that king to make a decree. No one prays to anyone but me for 30 days. And if they break this, they face the lions. You know how powerful that king's decree was? All the messengers throughout the whole kingdom that read his decree, it was like the king was speaking right then. See, that's authority. So here's what we understand. As we begin to pray, let me, let me ask you a couple of questions here. What did he understand? Do we understand how this works and, and, and how it's governed and what God does for us? We begin to say to ourselves, can, can, can I really begin to walk with God? Can I really do that, Pastor, in this day and time? I'm working, got a family, and paying bills. Stuff's not perfect. Yeah, it wasn't perfect for Daniel. Can you walk with God? Yes, you can. Pastor, can, can I really begin to recognize the voice of God? Do you believe God will speak to me and guide me? Yes, he will. All right. Can I really begin to turn the page in my life? Can this year really be different than other years? Because, you know, listen, if, if, you're, if you're past 20, you've already t- tried to turn a lot of pages. So, so can this one be different? You better believe it can. If we do it the way God said. Can, can my prayers really start changing things around me? Can my prayers really begin to change my life? Can they change someone else's life? It's, it's understanding what Daniel did. Protocol and authority. Protocol and authority. Go to John chapter 1 and verse 12. I'm going to leave you with this first thing to start praying with this week before we wrap our time up. John chapter 1 and verse 12. I love this. I love this verse. See, protocol and authority. What are we learning? What are we learning? Prayer is exercising authority. Prayer is is, uh, exercising your God-given authority. Remember what I told you about authority? John 1, 12. Let's, Let's read the verse. And then let's see. What does it say here? John 1, 12. Yet to all who did receive him. How many have received Jesus as your Savior? You received him as Savior? Watch this. To all those who received him, to those who believed in his name. How many believe who he is? Watch this. He gave the right. It's the Greek word exousia. Uh, that, that means power. It's not dunamis. Power. It's exousia. Right or authority. He gave the authority to become children of God. He gave you authority. You have a standing. Now, what do we know about authority? Remember this. The, what precedes me exercising authority? It's me exercising submission. Remember we studied turning the page? First thing I do is I have to repent. I've got to get rid of some things. I have to line up with God. If I line up under God, right? Remember, remember what Daniel learned from all those kings he served? Protocol and authority. If the king makes a decree, no matter who reads it, He's speaking on behalf of the king, all right? When God spoke his word, if I'm submitted to God and I'm lined up under his authority, Jesus is the Lord of my life. I didn't say I was perfect, but I'm under him. I'm going. I'm moving in that direction. He's my savior. He's my Lord. If I'm under him, if I'm submitted to God, then his authority flows through my life. So can my prayers make a difference? You better believe they can. Just like that messenger reading the king's decree because the king said it, everybody had to obey it. When you and I, the messengers of Jesus Christ, speak his word, it has to be obeyed. Demonic spirits tremble at Jesus. They know who he is. It carries great weight. So what happens to us? We've been authorized as children of God. We belong to him. We are his. We, we must begin to exercise that authority. Pray with authority. Do you know what power is the ability to do something? Authority is the right to use that power. 
I want to say that again. Power is the ability to do something. Authority is the right to use that power. The Bible says that we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say amen to that. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, but before God baptized them in the Holy Spirit, He authorized them to be His sons and daughters. You see, that authority always precedes power in God's plan. So when I submit to God, when I begin to fast and pray, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how that's going to work out. I've got this. I've got that. But God, I submit my life to you. I'm focusing on this one thing to you. I'm going to pray and fast. I'm going to seek God. You know what's happening to you? You are aligning yourself with the purposes of God. You are underneath God. You're submitted to God. You're in a direct line of authority. And as you pray, as Daniel prayed, as you pray, the first day he prayed God heard his word the first day you pray God heard your words now because you're praying submitted to God because you're an authorized son and daughter of God God begins to authorize that prayer God's word begins to come through that prayer it begins to shift and change the situations around you it is a powerful thing look at Luke 10 18 and 19 I want you to grab these authority verses before we go because I want you to walk out of here knowing as we begin this fast tomorrow great things are going to happen look at this Look at this. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Do you know that when Satan was kicked out of heaven, when he rebelled against God, listen to this, he still had his power, but he did not have any authority. So he went to Adam and Eve and deceived them. And God had given Adam, not God's authority, but authority Adam had to use on earth. When Satan deceived Adam, he stole Adam's authority. When Jesus came and defeated Satan on the cross, he pulled the authority back that Satan had stolen from Adam and he's invested it back in his church and you and I have authority in the name of Jesus to say his word and pray his prayer. I saw Satan fall like lightning. Look at verse 19. Watch this. I have given... So after that, what does he say? I've given you what? Authority. Given you what? Authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome some of the power of the enemy. All the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Do you understand that authority is greater than power? Does the devil still have power? Yes. But you now have the authority. And he gives you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. I want you to begin to say this. I have authority over all the power of the enemy. I have authority over all the power of the enemy. Why shouldn't we pray? Why don't don't we engage? Why don't we exercise the authority of God? Why? Because we're looking at ourselves. We're looking at the dry bones. We're looking at our failure. We're thinking about what the devil has done. Let's begin to see what Jesus has done and the power of the cross. Go to Colossians 1.13. I'm just trying to put this scripture in you right now. Look at this. For he has rescued us. Come on, somebody see that past tense? Say it's already happened. It's already happened. He rescued us from what? The dominion. You know what that word is? The same word again. Authority, exousia. He has rescued us from the authority of darkness. I want you to say out loud right now. I have been delivered. I've been rescued from Satan's authority. And he brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Hallelujah. Do you know what? Satan does not have authority over the life of a believer. The only authority he has is the authority we give him. By saying yes to temptation, yes to his plan, yes to this. He can't. Listen, I know some of you are old enough to remember Flip Wilson. 
A lot of people don't know Flip Wilson, but his theology still permeates the church. Remember Geraldine? Every time she did something bad and got caught, what did Geraldine say? The devil made me do it. Well, Geraldine was a liar or unsaved. You with me? You come into the kingdom of God, you've been rescued from the authority of darkness, brought into the kingdom of the sunny love. Look at Colossians 2. We're going to end with these verses. Look at this. I love this. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. All the fullness of God. Look at verse 10. Do we have that there connected with that one? All right, we'll just go to verse 14. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, that's all the sins we had, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Come on, it gets even better. Let's look at the next verse. And having disarmed the powers and authority, do you see that? Disarmed them. He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. My friend, unless you put your authority in the devil's hands, he has no more authority left to wreck and ruin and destroy your life. Does he have power? Yes. But you have authority over his power in the name of Jesus. I know some people say, well, the devil, when the, you know, the devil got kicked out of heaven, he lost his power. No, he lost his authority. He has power. Come on, look at this world. My Lord, if the devil doesn't have power, what in the world's going on around us? Does the devil have power? Yes. Look at this crazy world we live in. Look what people do. Look at the craziness in our culture today. What, when right is called wrong and wrong is called right and sin is celebrated, what we wouldn't tolerate, we celebrate now. We, this culture is going to hell in a handbasket. We, we, we have a perverse world we live in. I want to say it is a perverse world that we live in. But I want to tell you something. That is a result of Satan. Satan does that. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sinned and invited him into this mess. You know who created this crazy world? Not God. Satan and men and women who disobeyed God and allowed him to come in. The craziness in our world, the sin, the death, the crime, the pain, the torture, that's not from God. It's from Satan and men and women opening the door to Satan. But if a man's choice opened the door to Satan, a born-again man or woman's choice can close the door on Satan because we have authority in Jesus' name. But we have to exercise that authority. What did the angel tell him, Daniel? From the first day you prayed. He didn't say the first day you thought about it, the first day you talked about it, the first day you studied it, the first day you had a committee talk about it, the first day the doctrinal people got on board, the first day you heard a sermon. No, he said the first day you prayed, God heard you. God begins to go to work for us. I'm convinced that you and I are on the verge of a journey that is going to release heaven to earth, that's going to see shift and change in your life. So, Pastor, you mean you really believe just changing my diet and praying like this can do that? It's not those outer things. Those are just manifestations of what's in your heart. Of your saying, God, I'm lining up. I'm humbling myself. I'm going to line up with a biblical pattern. I'm going to line up with a biblical pattern. Listen, we're not, we're not dieting. A diet may make you feel better, but it won't do the things I've taught you today. That's a diet. I mean, it couldn't hurt you, but it's not going to release heaven to earth. And 
defeat devils and, and bring anointing in your life. But when we say, God, I'm, I'm going to line it with a biblical fast. I'm, I'm going to take 21 days. And it's, is it going to affect my schedule? Yes. Is, is it going, am, am I going to have to make some sacrifices? Probably yes. We've had so many sweets from Thanksgiving to Christmas, you're going to have withdrawals. Just drink a lot of water and tough up. Sorry, that's all I know to say. So my head hurts. Pray more. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm not, I don't know what else to say, you know. Get a backbone. <laughs> Man up. Woman up. Cowboy up. I don't know what else. What am I supposed to say? I mean, I'm not going to say you, you won't want something. You probably will. But let that just be your reminder. I want God more. I want you more. I want you more. I want you more. Have faith and believe that God will do this. You mean, Pastor, you're telling me that, that if I line up with the Word of God, God's going to begin to release areas in my life I've been praying and seeking? Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Heaven begins to focus on you. Your prayers are heard. There's anointing that comes. We're going to study so many things. I want you to stand with me. Come on, let's stand together right now. 21 days. I've tried to think of everything I could to make it helpful to you, to make it simple for you and easy for you to do this. I've I got you 6, 12, and 6. So you give you, just keep it on your mind through the day. Put it on your, you got your smartphone. Put your timers on. You can do it. Feed them in there, 6, 12, and 6. Get your little timer to go. Go to version. Download the app. When you go to the homepage on my plans, search. Just type in Awakening, 21 Days of Prayer. And don't start till tomorrow. Don't, you know, you can find it. Start it tomorrow morning. All right, find it today. Start tomorrow. Let's do this thing together. How encouraging is it? Wherever you are, whenever you get to that, look at all these folks you're going to be praying with. Isn't that amazing? And we're at 11 o'clock, we're going to do this again. All these people praying with us. And then, and then at 6, 12, and 6, just think all the people that, that are praying right then at those times. Okay? And we've got to focus that day. We've got a devotion we're going to read. And there it is. So we're going to pray that at 6, 12, and 6. The next day we get a new one, 6, 12, and 6. Meanwhile, what's happening? God is opening the heavens above us. He's sending spiritual help to us. Uh, we're, we're beginning to have uh, answers to our prayer and revelation and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I believe it's breakthrough time. I believe it's turn the page time. I believe you and I are going to do the things that we're supposed to do. And God's going to do things we can't imagine. So I'm setting my prayer with you. Let, let, let's, let's, let's do this before we go. How many of you are praying for some family members to be saved? Let me see your hand. All right, leave it up for a minute. I, I, right now... I don't know every one of their names, but I'm going to tell you, I'm in agreement with you in the name of Jesus. Phyllis and I will be praying every day in these 21 days, calling out, I'm in agreement with you in the name of Jesus, all right? How many are praying for some healing, some physical healing? That happens with fasting all the time. All right, I want to see your hand. Phyllis and I, I'm in agreement with you. 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 I want you to know, the Bible says, if any two in agree, you and me, we're in agreement right now right now. I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pray three times a day in these 21 days. I'm going to do this fast. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. On Wednesday nights, I'm going to come in here. If you'll come, I'm going to pump you up on Wednesday nights, all right? I'm going to prayer pump you on Wednesday night. You can't drink an energy drink during the Daniel fast, but I'm going to give you a Holy Ghost energy drink on Wednesday night. You're right. I'm going to just knock you out. Knock you out.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.